0: Good morning, everybody. I was listening to a broadcast this morning uh, from—oh, gosh, no—I can't think of his name. Greenbeard guy. <laughs> he's probably on here. Um, it, it was very good scope this morning. I'm going to try to tune into his uh, scopes more often. He's—he's he's got some good things to say. Who knows? I may actually do a broadcast with him at some point. If we're talking on the in the chat on his broadcast about depression and PTSD, post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, that's the guy with the green beard, uh, Greg Harvey. That's his name, Greg Harvey. If you're not following him, following him on Periscope and or Twitter, you might want to do that. He's quite an encouraging guy. He's got a great testimony. So I was listening to him uh, this morning, and they were, and, and you know, he suffers with depression, and a lot of people struggle with depression. Uh, A lot of people struggle with PTSD, and uh, I wanted to share a testimony. I've actually um, seen a lot of people healed of different kinds of uh, mental health issues, depression, PTSD. Uh, I, I have a friend who has been healed of bipolar. I started out doing physical healing with people and, and of course, working on the ambulance, I transport a lot of people who have depression and PTSD and mental health issues. And I was asking God, I'm like, look, there's got to be a way to heal these conditions. Can you help me out here? Give me, give me some clues. What are we doing here? How do we get these people healed? So over the course of several years, um, I studied a lot of different approaches to emotional healing. Um, I learned from a lot of people who had success and then I kind of condensed uh, the, the salient features, the, the key aspects of a lot of different approaches to emotional healing, into an approach that I could use in the ambulance in 10 minutes. And, and I have successfully uh, used this approach with a lot of different people. I want to share you a testimony with you this morning. There's a man who has been following my website for a long time and, and he knew all about you know what I was doing with healing. Uh, he has a son who used to work for a municipal fire department here in uh, the Phoenix area. And he went out on a disability because he had PTSD. He'd been with the department for a long time and had been on a lot of very bad calls seen a lot of dead people, seen a lot of horrible things, like a lot of us do in this kind of work. And the flashbacks and the memories of all the horrible things he had seen over his career made it impossible for him to continue working. So he um, he left the fire department and he continued dealing with all of these uh, traumatic memories so his father called me and said hey can we get together with uh, can you get together with my son he's a former paramedic firefighter and can you do some emotional healing with him and I said sure let's do that a fellow paramedic right up my alley so I met with him at a a park over in Mesa and um, and we sat down him and his father and I and I talked with him and the process that I use is very simple it is very effective and it is very simple and anyone can do it you don't need any counseling you don't need you don't need a degree in counseling you don't need uh, any kind of formal training to do this you don't need anyone to help you you can do it yourself right what I do with people that I've um helped go through the emotional healing process Is I explain the process to them I give them a couple examples I walk them through it a couple of times and then I tell them look this is something you can do yourself you've got a lot of uh, traumatic memories traumatic events a lot of emotions you just walk through the process and get healed of them and and that's how the process works so I generally have the person recall the most uncomfortable traumatic memory that they have. So I had this guy tell me about the worst call that he ever went on. He had he had recently, before he quit working as a paramedic, gone on a call where a person was smashed uh, between a car and a tree. They were wedged between the car and the tree and he got there and this person was still alive but he knew they were going to die very soon. And there wasn't really anything he can do um, it was late at night. Uh, there was alcohol involved. It was a, it was a tragic call, and the guy, the person, ended up dying. And he knew the person was going to die. And he knew there was nothing he could do about it. Um, it is one of the very difficult things about being a paramedic is knowing that, <laughs> you know, we we've been trained. We have these skills. We can do things, but there are some people we can't help. He he talked he told me about this call that he went on. And I said, "Okay, here's what I want you to do. Tell me the emotion, the strongest emotion that you're feeling right now." So he told me the emotion that he was feeling. And I said this, "All right, just repeat after me. Jesus, I ask you to take this emotion from me." And he said that. Tell Jesus, ask Jesus to heal the wound in your soul. And he did that. And I said, "Okay, now um, tell him you receive his healing. And he did that. So I had him, I rehearsed this call again. You're going on the call, you're responding, it's late. Um, you get there, there's this person, they're wedged between the car and the tree. What emotion do you feel now? He didn't have the same emotion, he had a different emotion. So he told me that one, and I said, okay, well, take that emotion and give it to Jesus. Just repeat after me. Jesus, I ask you to take this emotion from me. I ask you to heal the wound in my soul. I receive your healing. He did that, and then I said, okay, now let's recall this event again. And he, I rehearsed the the event, there you are, you're in the ambulance, you're responding, it's late, there's a car, a between, wedge between a car and a tree, you can't help them, what emotion do you feel now? And he said, nothing. I don't feel anything. <laughs> uh, at all, no emotions, nothing negative. Was, all of the negative emotions from that event that had been plaguing him were completely gone. So I said, okay, now let's do another one. So he told me about another call that he went on that was very traumatic. And I said, okay, I I rehearsed the call with him, gave him the details. And I said, what emotion do you feel? He said, I feel this. I said, okay, well, here's a process. Repeat after me, Jesus, I ask you to take this emotion. I ask you to heal the wound in my soul and I receive your healing. And he said that. And then I rehearsed the, the call with him again. I said, "Well, oh, you're on this call and here's what's going on and gave him all the details and I said, what do you feel? And he said, I don't feel anything. It's, it's gone, it's completely gone, right? We went through three or four more uh, calls that he went on that, ha- that had emotionally uh, just wound him up, traumatic calls where he felt guilt or, or anger or frustration things that plagued him and all of the emotions were completely gone and all of them. And I explained to him, I said, look, this is a process that you can do yourself. Uh, And what you need to do the rest of your life is go through all the events of your life where you were neglected, abused, humiliated uh, he had some problems with his um, with the fire department that he worked with he was um, unfairly treated he felt by them they would not they fought his disability claim and he had a lot of anger and a lot of frustration over that and we had to I helped him work through some of the anger and frustration for just from the process of going through uh, through this try, trying to get a disability so I explained to him look you, you need to take these events, whether it's a divorce, a death of a parent, a death of a child, whatever it is, whatever traumatic events you have in your life, go through these events, recall them one at a time, identify the emotion, give Jesus the emotion, ask him to heal the wound in your soul, tell him you receive his healing. And I have done this process with hundreds and hundreds of people over the years. Mostly by chat. I started doing this on Facebook. Yes, that's the link to the book John uh, sixty-three, Emotional Healing in Three Easy Steps. I have a book on Amazon. It's um, you can get the paperback book. It's a very thin book. You can read it in like twenty minutes. It is. It's also available on Kindle. Or you can just do the. the I explain in the pro, in the book, a couple of testimonies, my own emotional healing, and the emotional healing of some other people. And that's explained in the book, and then I explain the process. And I have done this with hundreds of people, and I have never yet met a single person that it didn't work on, not one. If the person is willing to go through the process, if they're willing to identify the emotions, if they're willing to give the emotions to Jesus and ask him to heal the wound in their soul, they always come away from that experience feeling better. And I have some really incredible testimonies from people who have been healed of PTSD and depression, and a lot of other things by going through this process. And look, here's the biblical basis for it. Isaiah 53. He was wounded for our transgressions, right? He bore our griefs and sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions by his stripes. We are healed. Right, a lot of people who are, understand physical healing think, okay, well, he was, you know, by his stripes we were healed. Well, they also for, they forget about the fact that it says he bore our griefs and sorrows. What are griefs and sorrows? Emotional. Uh, they're emotions, in the, and it's related to emotional trauma. On the cross, Jesus bore, took away, uh, the consequences of our emotional trauma, and. If you're willing to give those emotions to him and let him heal the wound in your soul, he will heal you and you will have such freedom like you've never had before. And like I said, I've done this process with hundreds of people, mostly do it over chat. Uh, I did it for years on Facebook over chat. I would just text with people, what are you feeling? What's the emotion? Give it to Jesus, Uh, you know, tell him you receive his healing. And people would always, saying, wow, it's amazing, I feel great, I don't feel sad, I don't feel angry. And whether it's childhood sexual abuse or, you know, like I said, divorce or death of a family member, whatever it is, this process is extremely effective and you can do it yourself. You don't need anyone to do it with you, you can just do it yourself. Wanted to share that testimony? Uh, yes, for, for one memory. And, and sometimes a memory will only have one emotion you'll feel anger or you'll feel shame or something and then you'll go through that process and that emotion will be completely gone and you'll feel okay. When you recall that memory, you'll have no negative emotions. When you feel no negative emotions related to an event, you're not even healed. If you recall that event and there is still a negative emotion there, you're not healed yet completely. So identify the emotion you're feeling, give it to Jesus, ask him to heal the wound in your soul. Keep going through that process for each event until you feel no negative emotions. All right, so, digital soldiers. All right, General Flynn said in a speech uh, a while back that the mainstream media screwed up because, and they lost the trust of the public because of their dishonesty. And that we have created, or God has created, if you will, an army of digital soldiers. General Flynn said it was run like an insurgency. It was irregular warfare, right? This is a retired lieutenant general talking. He said, as a general, this was an insurgency. It was irregular warfare. The... The meme creators on 4chan and 8chan, the people on Reddit and Twitter who helped the president win his election through meme warfare, and by getting on Periscope and getting on YouTube and doing their own broadcasts and putting out their own blogs and their memes and things, they worked together as soldiers in a war. And they vanquished a political candidate, Hillary. And I've been thinking about what General Flynn said a lot lately. And Pepper and Julie Lavender and a bunch of you who have heard my broadcast when I was the, the, the infamous Jeep Scope where I called you all out and said, look, you need to get on Periscope and you need to start doing your own broadcasts. It doesn't matter how big you think your following is right now. Pepper, who scopes, um, doesn't have a large following. Julie Lavender, who does the jazz broadcasts, she does not have a large following on Twitter. When I, when I started putting out Julie Lavender's broadcast, I think she had like five or 600 people following on Twitter. They both get five to 10,000 views pretty regularly on their broadcasts. And uh, Mr. Greenbeard... Got over 5,000 views on his broadcast, yesterday's Periscope broadcast. Look, I have a fairly large following on Twitter. And if you're doing a broadcast and you're doing a good broadcast and you're providing good content and you're encouraging people and you have a relevant message, I can get eyes on your broadcast. (laughs) Look, I have a huge following. And if I share your broadcast, a lot of people are going to see it and I'm not and I'm not saying that I'm like I can make you famous or anything like that But I am saying it because we work together because I'm connected to a group of people who all have a pretty decent sized following we work together as a kind of as a team as as an army right or as Paul said in the Bible the body the body is made up of many members each member serves a different purpose The ear cannot say to the nose, I don't need you. The nose cannot say to the toe, I don't need you because we're all members of one body. We all have a different function, a different purpose. We all have a different message. And if we come together and work as a body, as a unit, as an army of digital soldiers, we are going to overcome and destroy the mainstream media. And look, it's it's happening. You can see Trump is tweeting about if, if, AT&T were hurt financially, they would have to get rid of CNN. Look, CNN is going to die. CNN is, is going to die. I, I, one of the very first dreams that God showed me about Trump, I saw him in a war against the mainstream media, and it was a cage match. It was a battle to the death, and only one of them was going to walk away. Trump is going to destroy the mainstream media. I have no doubt that Trump is going to destroy the mainstream media. And there is going to be a media that comes that replaces the mainstream media. And that media is us. <laughs> Look, you have an iPad, you have a phone, you have a broadcasting studio right there. You, have a, you are a digital soldier, whether you are writing a blog, writing tweets, doing, doing a broadcast on Periscope, whatever it is that you want to do. You are a digital soldier and many of you are going to be having more followers, more listeners than CNN in a couple of months. You are going to have a bigger voice and a bigger influence than NBC or CNN or MSNBC. They're dying. They're corrupt. They're evil. When declassification comes out. when. The OIG report comes out and people learn how much collusion there was between the media and the intelligence community to take down Donald Trump. The fact that the mainstream media blew it on the election, for two years lied to people about Russian collusion, and then when the OIG report comes out and people find out, wow, there were were like bribery of intelligence officials and there's all this collusion and they were illegally leaking classified information to the media, the media's reputation as bad as it is it's only going to get worse and God is raising up an army of digital soldiers and look I (laughs) my doing live broadcasts is not really my thing I love to write I love to write books I like to write blog posts I like I'm a writer by nature but God showed me in a dream about a year and a half ago that live broadcasting is where it's at. It's what people want, it's what they relate to, and God told me, you need to get out there and start doing live broadcasts more, more. Now, I had been on Periscope for a while, and, but, and, and I had a YouTube, but I was mostly just taking my podcasts and making videos of them with a static splash screen image. I really didn't like doing YouTube broadcasts. <laughs> and, and I still don't like doing YouTube broadcasts live because the chat is a mess. But the thing is this, we are all called to be digital soldiers, all of us. We are in a war. We are in a war and we have the enemy on the run. And whether you like it or not, you're a soldier. And you need, I'm telling you, you're, you're watching this broadcast, you can do your own broadcast. I'm not using this right now, so I'll give you a demonstration. <laughs> That's my phone. That is my little tripod, it's a little holder that screws on to the tripod. This is a cheap little tripod that costs about $15, $20. And the holder costs about $10. With a tripod and a a camera mount, a phone mount, and your phone or your iPad or your tablet, whatever, you have a broadcasting studio. Sid Roth told me this when I did my first show with him a couple years ago. He said, Dave, if you have two iPhones or iPads and you can put them, on tripods, and you can have this program that allows you to switch back and forth. You can do your own broadcast. You have your own studio and have your own show, and you can switch back and forth camera angles to make it look a little bit more professional. He said anyone can be a professional broadcaster with a little bit of hardware and you know, some tripods and some microphones. Uh, <laughs> these microphones are cheap. The, tri- the tripods are cheap. It is not hard to do. Anyone can do it. If you're not already broadcasting, you should consider broadcasting because the mainstream media is going away. and You do not have to do things the way the old mainstream media did it. The the new about the new media is doing it a new way. You don't have to have a green screen. You do not have to have intro music. You don't have to have outro music. You don't have to have any production. You do not have to use OBS, open broadcaster software. You can if you want, you don't have to. It doesn't matter. The message is what matters. If you have a relevant message, that's what matters. It, the, all the glitzy, the lights and the green screen, and nobody cares about that stuff. I mean, it's nice production, but that's what the mainstream media does. The mainstream media has all the glitzy graphics and the, the chicks with the nice clothing and the nice hair And it's all about visual appeal. But the the new media is about content. It is about relevance, it's about content, it's about truth. And it is about average people sharing what they're seeing going on in the world. All right. So last night I had a dream about US Attorney John Huber. I was waiting for this. I've had a bunch of dreams about a lot of other things going on in the intelligence community and the DOJ and the FBI and Trump and the White House and all that. I finally had a dream about Huber last night. After I did that Twitter thread, uh, (laughs) I was listening to Hannity last night, and I'm like, he's still talking about Huber investigating leaking. Like, dude, Hannity, did you listen to the interview with William Barr, the Attorney General, last week? Barr came out and said, Huber was initially assigned to investigate FISA abuse But when Horowitz got his investigation going, he stood back, let Horowitz do the FISA stuff. Huber has been investigating matters related to Hillary Clinton. And his investigation is winding down and DOJ is looking forward to bringing those to fruition. All right, that's what Barr said. Now, Hannity spends every single night yelling, screaming, ranting and raving about Hillary and hammers and bleach bit and getting rid of the server and destruction of evidence and and he's wound up about Hillary every single night. Attorney General finally tells us Hillary has been under investigation by U.S. Attorney John Huber for the last two years, and Hannity completely ignores it. Oh, uh, we're going to find out something about uh, the Huber and his leak investigation, right? Rudy Giuliani, same thing. Giuliani was on Laura Ingram last week, I think Friday. She plays for Giuliani, the clip of Barr telling us that Huber has been investigating Hillary Clinton and matters related to Hillary Clinton, completely sidesteps any discussion of Hillary Clinton and goes after Huber for standing down on FISA investigation. I'm like, are you people even listening? What is wrong with you? Like, I heard our attorney general say Huber is investigating, Uh, Hillary Clinton. Like, how are you guys not picking up on this? Like, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but I I know when I hear an attorney general say, this U.S. attorney is investigating Hillary, and his investigation is winding down. All right. And look, Fox is is spinning a narrative. Fox is playing out its theater, its acting, its drama. I I think they know what's going on. I think they've been told not to tell us what's going on. To because I, I and just let me tell you about the dream I had. So, in the dream, there was a narrative that the Department of Justice had put out about John Huber and his investigation, and it had all these different, it was like a timeline of events and things that were happening with Huber's investigation. That timeline was false, it was fake. I saw it in the dream and I saw people discussing it and I just, in the dream, I just knew that was a false timeline. Then I saw a real timeline of what Huber was investigating and it had different data points and different people and different events and I just knew like, oh, that's the false timeline and here's the real timeline. In the dream, I just saw these two different uh, narratives. One was the public narrative from the Department of Justice and the other one was what was really happening and they were not the same one essentially I think God just confirmed for me that uh, we've been getting a false narrative about what Hebrew is doing and that is my news for today all right I'm gonna hop off here I love you all keep the president in prayer keep Q and the team in prayer I can't talk a whole lot about what people have been sending me but just suffice it to say people have been sending me dreams where they're seeing some bad things related to Q and the team, they're under attack. So keep Q and the team in prayer.